Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. It is the human condition to struggle. Uh, It is the human condition to fail. It it is the human condition to sin and to fall short. Uh, And only through the power of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, and how lovely to just come off of uh, Resurrection Sunday here a couple of weeks ago, because without the resurrection, I'm not sure there's anything that we can hang on to. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Peck. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello, and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Yes, I'm Todd Isburner, and uh, yet another episode in store for you of some really, really great things. So I hope that you can kind of put other distractions aside and uh, and really lean in and give a listen to the story that you're about to hear with a sincere breakthrough that could hopefully inspire and encourage you. Oh, I cannot wait. Like, I really cannot wait to hear well, you, you don't know Chuck nearly as well as I know Chuck. I don't. All right, no, Chuck Knapp. I've heard of Chuck. He's our yes, everybody's heard <laughs> of Chuck, at least in the in the Minnesota area for sure. Uh, you know, the, I, I'm just reminded. He's like an icon, right? Oh no, he's beyond an icon. <laughs> but I got to tell you, when I think of Chuck Knapp, I also the word peculiar comes to mind. What from the Bible? Oh, you know, okay. the Bible in First Peter says that we are a peculiar people, right? And it's true because we live for Christ and we sort of swim upstream against the culture. So you know, God says, "Well, you're a peculiar people." Okay. But when it comes to radio, I think we, there aren't words to describe from the Bible or anywhere just how peculiar guys in radio can be. Well, you've been in radio for uh, over 40 <laughs> That's years, what I'm so about. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to agree yeah. with you. Well, <laughs> peculiar. peculiar person, Chuck, has been revolutionized inside and out. Mm. And we want to bring Chuck in and invite him to share his story because I think you're going to pick up some real insights along the way that will help both you and and loved ones around you. So let's yeah. bring Chuck Knapp in. I haven't seen you in a few years, but we got to work together many years ago. Chuck, welcome. Welcome, Chuck. It's great to see you. Congratulations on your biggest breakthrough. What a great podcast. Uh, I got a chance to catch some of them, including the first one with our old friend that we used to work with in the Sherathon at KTIS. And uh, and then just following yeah. along, and, and yeah. uh, I'm sorry I missed your birthday, Todd. Oh, hey, do, we don't need to talk about my birthday, okay? <laughs> when you get to be this stage, <laughs> you just kind of glide over real quickly. I won't, I won't say how old you are. I'll simply say <laughs> that I've missed 71 of your birthdays in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you bad, bad boy, you. Uh, boy, we got it. Well, we got a couple of. You know what? The nice thing about being seventy-one is you're a veteran of well, some sort. Well, that's sorts. true. <laughs> and, and I know you're having great success with uh, what every man needs to know. 
So oh, blessed, blessed that uh, that God has given opportunity to to work with men, uh, helping to coach them in yep. different areas of life. So, yep. Chuck, uh, we are honored to have you on. We really, really are. Um, just a little background about Chuck for those of you who don't know. Some will know Chuck Knapp's name. He's been in radio for fifty years, and is a Hall of Famer. And uh, you started actually your first radio gig was in Florida, right, Daytona Beach. Well, that was the first full-time gig. Uh, yeah. Prior to that, I did radio when I was in junior high school. Really? Uh, in a little, and that's what so many people in radio do: start at a local station and just run. Uh, I ran the old-fashioned revival hour on a great big red vinyl disc that you had to <laughs> queue up at a turntable that was. Uh, Oh, bigger than a steering wheel. And it <laughs> I can't was, even it picture was, that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you would hold your finger. The motor wasn't very good, so you'd have to have the motor running, and you would hold this big vinyl uh, record uh, with your finger, what they call a slip cue, and then at the right time, there's the old-fashioned revival hour on the air. And in the earliest foundations of Chuck, when I got a chance to go to church as a young man, I remember what the pastor said, and it was something directly from Pastor Van Dyken, not a biblical quote, but he said the most exciting five minutes of his life would be the first five after he died. And guys, that really hooked me. That, That's that, perspective. I thought, what kind of language, What what is that all about? So that was the first real exposure I had to any understanding that there is a very real heaven and that uh, the pastor was very excited about going there. Uh, and that, that I've carried that with me my whole life. And it's been a great help. How old were you at the time? Oh, probably 10. This was God's way of kind of tapping on your heart and getting your attention. Yeah. And at the same time, I wasn't sure what I was going to be when I was in high school. Did I want to be an architect? As it turned out, I, I, that dream came true because I was architecting radio stations, designing mm-hmm. radio stations, putting programs together. So that's a form of it. But eventually I settled on radio and that job in Daytona was the first full-time job in 1964. It was on the beach where they were probably still running the Daytona 500. Yeah, wow. Amazing. Wow. And you have moved all across the country at different stations and uh, really put in your your years of um, uh, of service and radio, and ended up uh, in Minneapolis here uh, at um, our friends KTIS. Well, let's and that's just, where you guys let's just met, back up right? before that because uh, before KTIS, how many years were you at uh, the the infamous KSTP radio? Well, I was I was there twice. Uh, first, I was there for three years with Charlie Bush, and we did a two man morning show, and uh, he has uh, long since passed on to glory. And then uh, with Donuts, a guy named Michael J. Douglas, we did 15 years. So I did 18 total for a very fine uh, broadcast family in Minneapolis. So uh, as Wendy mentioned, you were like all over the country. And anybody who knows anybody in radio understands, oh, if you're in radio, it's kind of like the military. You're going to be moving around a lot. And each one seemed to be a stepping stone. Uh, during that that 15-year tenure back here in home state, Minnesota, on KSTP, um, that you guys decided you were going to push the edge because I, I can recall, I, uh, I know there was discussion uh, throughout the twin cities about nap and donuts, the name of your show, your morning show. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, then became like a morning zoo. And I know that there were other uh, morning shows around the country that were watching and listening to you guys wanting to sort of copy what you were doing because you were really pushing out the outer edges, out the outer boundaries of what could be said and done on radio. You guys hence were, the name Zoo. Hence the name <laughs> Zoo. Exactly. I mean, kind of, zoo. kind of a crazy yeah. time. Go ahead and comment on that because how did how did that develop and why? Well, I will say this, and that developed spontaneously. There was no playbook for that. It was uh, what was in my heart, in my head, the spontaneity of two people getting together and then uh, bringing in a traffic person and a sports person and a weather person, and then starting what we call crosstalk uh, between them. But one of the goals that I always had uh, in broadcasting was to make sure that we didn't cross one line. I never wanted to cross the line into a profane language or innuendo in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. So like Johnny Carson, we would come right up to the edge yeah. and, and you were pretty sure that he, that he, and you knew he wouldn't go over the edge. And that was always the way that I was. So I think that uh, some of the earlier uh, Christian uh, teachings and time that I spent really perhaps developed that thought in me that I never wanted to be a a Howard Stern and I never wanted to be a Don Imus. I always thought that comedy, was clean and that anybody could be dirty. Mm -hmm. And so that was the one area that we did not do at KS 95 was cross the line into anything filthy. Unlike a lot of, uh, morning shows today where there, sure. there is no line, <laughs> there's no line to cross. It's real line. easy to be dirty. Yeah. Anybody yeah. can be dirty, yeah. Yeah. but try being holy. That's the hardest job of all. Well, we're going to talk about word, why that's important to you now. And Wendy had mentioned KTIS. That's the, that's one of the top 10 Christian radio stations in the United States uh, here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you had the awesome privilege and opportunity to do some great things over there. And we're going to talk about that. But Chuck, I and I know I'm kind of taken by surprise on this, but I just want to mention how you and I got in touch again after so many years. We actually worked together for a while off and on at KTIS. Right. Um, but I had, uh, I had sent out an email recently, but you responded to my email. And your email um, reminded me of the depths of what you went through while you were at KTIS and towards the end of your career there. Mm. Would you be okay if I read that email to give folks a little bit of an insight of where, where I think we need to go? I think that my weaknesses can maybe help somebody else be strong. Mm. Well, I love, uh, I love the way you put this. You're, you said, Todd, looking back on KTIS, it was the best and the worst of times for me. It seems like a lifetime ago when we were all together. We always pointed people to Christ, but in the end, for me, it was so painful. My sins swallowed me up, and I felt so ashamed. I didn't have the full armor of God on. Looking back over these last dozen-plus years, I've struggled to gain a measure of understanding and perspective of how far off God's path for me I strayed. I felt so abandoned and alone, but always with Christ's love for me securely in my soul. And then you talk a little bit about fast-forwarding and where you're at today, richly blessed in your marriage with, uh, with Cheryl. And how even the relationship with your ex-wife has gone through a transition. It's taken years to bring about healing. And then let me just pick it up here. Uh, as for me, I'm finally at peace with myself and resting in Christ's promises. Um, 
we have such a powerful story, Cheryl and I, to tell the world. And if only if we were back on KTS together, we would model our take on, quote, the greatest story ever told. And that is extraordinarily meaningful for you because of the reality of the gospel of Jesus and his grace and mercy in your life. So let's just step back to KTIS and pick it up there uh, because that was a huge transition for you. Tell our listeners where you left off at KSTP and before you got to KTIS, what happened? Well, when we left off at KS95, uh, the last words I said on the air after 15 years were, thank you, Jesus. And I left. That's on a mainstream radio. They didn't hear that often there. Right, right. Although I've never been shy, mm. but I never preached about it until I got to KTIS. Mm. But as I left KS95 after 15 years, and they offered me a, a chance to stay for life. Mr. Wow. Hubbard offered me a lifetime job with his wow. organization, but I'm an on-air guy, and I really want to stay on the air. And it's good that I did because I was so richly blessed. As I left with those final parting words, I had no job to go to, no idea what was going to be next. I jumped in an old car that we had and drove my family coast to coast, and we spent like 35 days on the road, which was a wonderful way to end all those years at KS95. When I came back, there was a task force of men meeting for something called Promise Keepers, which was an event that had happened uh, in 1992 in the Coors Event Center in Boulder. And Coach Bill McCartney had gathered some men, but it was 4,000, 5,000 men. We went out in 1993 to Boulder, which was the first stadium event. And one of the reasons we went, besides the huge blessing we got from God, was to try to convince the national staff of Promise Keepers to come to the Metrodome and hold an event for 60,000 men in the Twin Cities and surrounding area. So we worked as volunteers in Boulder 93. I spent four years on the staff of Promise Keepers, and we had some great events at the Metrodome, and men were coming forward when an invitation was given to receive Christ, much the same way we are all familiar with the Billy Graham invitation to receive Christ, and they poured out of the stands and they were weeping. So I had four hours of Promise Keepers before they closed the Minnesota office, which was serving Iowa, North and South Dakota, and Minnesota. And when they did, I essentially, again, was back to zero. And at that point, Wayne Peterson of KTIS came to me, and we started talking, and he asked me if I would ever consider going on a Christian radio station. And I had done rock and roll. I had done adult contemporary. Uh, I, I really didn't feel well enough equipped to go on a Christian radio station, especially as powerful as KTIS. But I did have four years of Promise Keepers experience, and God showed me a lot. And uh, 
I went on KTIS from there with Pastor John Angen. Uh, so it was the napper and the pastor. And it went for eight years. But the thing is, it's still going on. God's timing is absolutely amazing. Yesterday, when I'm on Facebook, I look at Pastor John's post, and he has posted a picture of he and I on a billboard that talked about uh, music for life, was the slogan we were using at the time, all Christian music directing listeners to Jesus Christ. And as of this morning, there are 368 likes and 148 comments about the Napper and the Pastor on KTIS. And that's a show that hasn't been done for 15 years, but the impact that we were able to have by being vehicles for the Lord and putting that on the air between the songs and the traffic and the music and even the laughter. Christians should have and need a sense of humor. Yeah. I, I think that is such a great reminder, Chuck, just the fact that it still lives today after mm. 15 years, that that our, our words do not go without void. So uh, even um, the impressions that we make just on a daily basis with people, mm. the words that we speak can have a lasting impact um, just in a conversation, not, not necessarily a radio program, but man, they leave a lasting impact. They so, do. Yeah. I, Chuck, let me interject something because I want to go back to you know, four years of Promise Keepers, and it, it it seems like back then your passion for sharing Jesus just grew stronger and stronger. So here comes an opportunity to now come to work on a Christian radio station. And just, I'm going to share a little behind the scenes because Wayne Peterson, who was managing the radio station, and I were good friends. And when he was giving consideration to hiring you, he called me and he said, well, what do you think? Should I, should I bring him on board? And I said, are you crazy? Are we talking about the Chuck Knapp? <laughs> that, that guy's a loose cannon. I mean, he's crazy. Can you handle that on KTS? Because Chuck, back in those days, you remember, it was a very mm, careful presentation solemn. on KTS. Yeah, very solemn. <laughs> so I'm thinking Chuck Knapp, the, the, the guy from Knapp and Donuts is going to come on this Christian radio station, bring all of his personality. How's that going to go over? And I have to share with you, I don't know that you even know this. The first 30 days from Wayne's perspective were really scary. <laughs> the first 30 days you were on because you brought you you brought a whole new life and energy to a radio station that never had experienced that. You were a pattern interrupter yes, is what you, you were. were. <laughs> yes, you were, man. It's awesome. So it was a little touch and go behind the scenes and you just carried on, you motored through and uh like Wendy said, you know, our words have lasting impact and you and the pastor came to a place of helping listeners get very real about their faith. And I want you to talk a little bit about how come it is that you you found it so refreshingly easy to be yourself when even at times that made people uncomfortable? Well, I think it made me uncomfortable as well. I was venturing into an area you know, I, I'd been listening for several years to Chuck Swindoll, and I'd been listening to James Dobson and Charles Stanley and so many others, uh, Tony Evans, Evie Hill, you name it, I heard them. I got to pray privately one time with uh, Bill Bright in a, in a green room of a Promise Keepers conference, just the two of us. I had heard a lot of giants 
And to think that I would be able to stand on their shoulders and continue on and do it the right way. And, and uh, ultimately, of course, I failed in that as my sin uh, and my self-centeredness drug me down. But in those first 30 days when Wayne was nervous, I was really holding back. <laughs> and and it, it was quite a long while through 1998, 99, as John and I were easing into uh, an easier perspective of how to present Christianity in a mm. friendly way that would be appealing to people. Mm. I mean, and never has it been more appealing than today, as we are surrounded by cancel culture and uh, they want to cancel everything. Well, I got good news for them. The more they try to cancel God, the stronger God gets, Amen. the stronger Christianity <laughs> becomes. It yes. will not be canceled. Mm-hmm. And so right. we reject cancel culture. And in a little while, I'll tell you about a personal way that we uh, canceled something in our lives within the last couple of years. Good. We will definitely touch on that. And you're right. Amen Mm -hmm. to that. Well, you mentioned about um, just sin and um, just self- absorption and um, that that kind of brought you down. Can we we dive into that and, and, and just be authentic with it and I know the listeners want to hear a little bit more of your story and how God uh, eventually um, turns all things for good and for his glory. But let's talk about the time that there was a struggle. It is the human condition to struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the human condition to fail. It, it is the human condition to sin and to fall short uh, and only through the power of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, and how lovely to just come off of uh, Resurrection Sunday here a couple of weeks ago, because without the resurrection, I'm not sure there's anything that we can hang on to. But we know that he came from the dead and rose again, that he was over 500 people were witnesses to, to him uh, before he ascended and now sits at the right hand of the Father. And there's a lot of hope. Nothing, you can't cancel Jesus Christ. That's, That's right. the point. Everything else is being canceled, uh, whether it's your pocketbook uh, or the place you work or the color of your skin or the things that you think and say. You can be an American patriot like I am, and they will try to cancel you. You can be a Christian, and they will definitely try to cancel you. But this is about Jesus, and Jesus was not canceled. And if you hang on to him, you won't be canceled either. You'll be brought into the eternal reward that is promised in salvation in the Bible. That's a powerful story. Preach it, Chuck. Yes, yes. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I failed. I did not guard my heart uh, after a very long marriage with a divorce and then a remarriage to the same same woman. Uh, and so then about 30 years had gone by since 1967 to uh, uh, 2005, 2006, whatever that is. And um, I decided to get a divorce. And I, I just, I battled and battled and battled and, and failed. And it was my own self 
centeredness. It was my own desires for the flesh, my 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 the carnal nature that every one of us carries. Uh, and I did not have the full armor of God on. I did not have the full protection, and I failed. And it was uh, and and what I was told was to go back and make it work, or to leave the radio station, which really broke my heart because uh, that radio station is the place where Christ is exalted in my mind uh, above everything else across the broadcast dial in the Twin Cities. The pastor and I, uh, I follow Arbitron ratings. I always have my whole career because in the old days, it used to be that's where the money is. You get the ratings, you'll get the advertisers, you can mm -hmm. charge them more. But now, of course, when I come to KTIS, the Arbitron ratings are about how many people are we reaching for Christ and what is the eternal significance of the programming and the things we're saying and doing. And, and so uh, it had a whole, we went to number two in the Arbitron mm -hmm. ratings in Morning Drive behind a very legendary guy that had been there forever uh, and was doing very, very well uh, with uh, the regular crowd. But to think that there were enough people available from the regular crowd, which is, that's where I like to be. I want to go out and do evangelism. Uh, I'm not good at preaching to the choir. I am not uh, any of those giants that I mentioned in the field, or even I am not a Mel Johnson of uh, KTIS who had a, a show that was uh, nationwide at one point. Um, but I'm an encourager. I stand at the door and I say, come on, this way, Jesus, right here. If you can get this into your heart, not just your head, but if you can get it to transfer to your heart, you've got a chance. You've got a fight. It's your only fighting chance. And you can you can defeat cancel culture with uh, Christianity. And, and, and so I failed. I left. Uh, ultimately, John left as well. And then we went to a country station and, and it was owned by a Christian uh, family. So that was uh, very relaxing to be able to play Alan Jackson and some of the the uh, great country artists that are Christian. You're in Texas, so you're talking my language. Yeah. I love yep. a little country. <laughs> yep. And, and, uh, and so that, uh, and then, um, uh, of course, I met Cheryl at Sherathon and fell madly in love with her. And uh, we were married uh, in uh, 2009. And uh, then we moved to Arkansas by uh, 2014. Her mom came down with Alzheimer's and uh, Cheryl has written a book about it, and it's an inspirational book. It's just full of Undefeated Innocence is the name of the book. Uh, Cheryl Crowfoot Knapp, and it, it is just packed with inspiration as she looks at the fruit of the Spirit uh, to, to determine and the Beatitudes and, and mixes the two together in Scripture and then tells her personal story of first losing her father to Alzheimer's, former Minneapolis policeman, and then losing her mother to Alzheimer's. And it took her pretty close to 24 months to write that book. Todd, I don't know how long it took you to write what every man needs to know. but A few uh, weeks. because there's Only like three months, and he yeah. surprised me. Because I don't know it, that yeah. much, so it's a short book. Well, uh, tell us the name of her book again. because yeah. Undefeated that, Innocence. Undefeated, Undefeated Innocence. Thank well, you. Just yep. a, uh, Beautiful. Okay, there it is. Oh, yeah. That's, that's her mother. 
Oh, on the so cover cute. when wow. she was a wow. little girl yeah. in uh, Minneapolis. Well, there's a lot of people dealing with um, caregiving right now yeah. and dealing yeah. with those uh, that have Alzheimer's and dementia. So I know that will bless them. So yeah. um, check yeah. out that book for sure. Six yeah. million with Alzheimer's. Wow. wow. Is wow. it really wow. six million? Yeah, triple then. So 18 million caregivers. And it is such a lonely exhausting. You run into problems in your own family. Family members battle you. So we moved to Arkansas. I end my broadcast career and uh, we really take care of her mom in a way that was so fabulous. And whether it's Alzheimer's or cancer or Parkinson's or whatever it is, it's still about caregiving. And uh, it's about trying to support and the real way to support any disease, any affirmity, is through the power of the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I love that that Cheryl expanded on the fruit of the Spirit, uh, because if if you don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the faithfulness, the kindness, the meekness, the self-control— you're not going to be able to handle it on your own. You just won't have that strength. So I, I think there are probably some valuable, not I think, I know there are valuable lessons and insights to gain uh, along that journey. And you guys have got firsthand experience. Uh, Chuck, I just want to back up for a moment here because I'm just, I'm thinking there are maybe some who are listening and they're, they're back with you when you talked about strain away because you were a man of faith, strong faith. You you preached it. You led others to Christ. Uh, you must have been agonizing during that time when you were, when you were strained and maybe somewhat self-deceived. And you mentioned that it didn't have the full armor of God on. So, for those who might be listening and not sure, am I on the on the edge of a path that will take me away? I'm just not sure where I'm at or how I'm going to find my way back. And this whole armor of God business, can, can you just comment and just help them kind of get through an understanding of the dangers that lie ahead if they don't put on their armor? Yeah, like they may not even realize the temptations. Yeah. Once you become a Christian, we always said you get a giant target on your back mm-hmm. and the counterfeiter, as I call him, Satan and his band that roams the earth just loves to dig it in, just loves to plant seeds of doubt, of conspiracy. And and how about morality by consensus? Because that's what we're watching right now on most of the newscasts on television and cable. Morality by consensus, as they all try to agree to something. And the only thing that really counts is the Holy Scripture. Those That's, that's the ancient wisdom, the texts, as I go back in Psalm 90 and read what Moses prayed and wrote and probably sang about, uh, it is just amazing. And so uh, I have been introduced to a, a program here, which I believe will help people who are on the edge. And this goes to your uh, ask, Todd, about uh, what what can we do for folks that uh, are right on the edge? Busyness is is so uh, pre- prevails everywhere, and so there is a, a local uh, pastor here at our local church that we're members of in Arkansas that has developed a program called the Rhythmic Community, and while the program is very deep, 
it really teaches some very simple things. And uh, if you will start with uh, a small piece of scripture, in the old days, I used to read like, like, I don't know, maybe 20 verses, 30 verses, maybe an entire chapter. But I was, I felt like I was uh, an inch deep uh, and a mile wide, where now I feel like I'm down to just doing small numbers of verses. Uh, it will show you how these verses are constructed in scripture and point out some things that are really very obvious, but I had never thought of them before. But it's a great program that's available online through firstbaptistmountainhome.com. And then that's our church here in Mountain Home, Arkansas. So firstbaptistmountainhome.com slash media. And when you click on media and scroll down, uh, you'll see the whole book. And it's called Rhythmic Community? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. The rhythmic community, basically, how to go deeper in God's word. Yeah. Yeah. Because and that ties in, Chuck, with what you were saying, because you, you, you won't be as prone to stray or give in to the temptations around you if you go deep in God's word. It, it, because in a there's sense, an intimacy. Be, there's an yeah, intimacy there. Yeah, it will be like your, um, your vaccination, if you will. <laughs> From, from the kinds of things that Satan would want to pull you into. Yeah. And that's very, very helpful. I think we're going to try to get that in the show notes yeah, as well. Yeah, we will, for sure, for sure. And, and Chuck, you mentioned uh, earlier uh, that you aren't one of these, uh, you know, bigger figures in, in ministry. But I have to tell you, I mean, I think of the 12 disciples, right, that have changed the world. And, and they were not perfect people mm-hmm. at all. And so all of us, um, even with our shortcomings, God can use in a mighty way. And he has used you and is continually using you in a mighty way. So we uh, are grateful. Well, the outcome of your breakthrough is that you have been not just fully restored, but empowered in new ways so that you and Cheryl in the authenticity of your faith and what you've come through uh, and the way that God has repaired the brokenness, that is a message a lot of people have to hear. There may be some folks listening right now, Chuck, who they, they know they've failed, they know they've strayed, they they get all that, but they're not quite sure, how do I put the pieces back together to get restoration back in my life? Some want it like right now. How, what process did you go through? How long did it take? Well, it, it starts with prayer and and. What I learned from Coach McCartney uh, in 1993 in Promise Keepers was where that movement started, and it started in prayer. And that's really asking God to show you. And this program that our church is teaching, and perhaps it will go, who knows, wherever God wants to take it, uh, talks about reading and responding sit in a chair for 15 or 20 minutes in the morning and read and respond and meditate. And if you're a cow, you chew your cud. (laughs) And, and, uh, and then you respond uh, Mm. to it. What is God saying to you? And, and it's all about being in scripture. It's all about a search for holiness I get the pleasure of uh, reading a daily devotional that the navigators put together uh, every day, seven days a week. It's good thought. Uh, it's not, it, and it's got some scripture in it, but obviously then I, I can also go to 
the Bible, and uh, I think I can open it to any page and find inspiration and find wisdom and find hope. That's so good. It, it, it it's, good. it's really the last hope uh, on earth is the best hope, uh, was the first hope, uh, whether it was Adam who failed or the second Adam who didn't fail, Jesus Christ, uh, that's... <clears throat> It's taking a little bit of time each morning, and it's praying. Intercessory prayer can run 24 hours a day. You can be driving, and you can be praying for somebody, as long as you're careful. It's a place to start. But if I could, I'd go back and tell you what happened to Cheryl and I, where with the writing of the book and the pressure of caretaking and uh, leaving Minnesota and moving to Arkansas, and me ending a 50-year uh, broadcast career, which I dearly loved, we got to a point where it was like in the winter, you go out to start your car and the battery is dead. We actually had a wall fall down here in Arkansas, a retaining wall that has been rebuilt. And so I'm kind of tag- I'm kind of hooking onto that a little bit to say that uh, Cheryl and I, canceled this is where cancel cancel culture 2021 comes in cheryl and i canceled our divorce we went all the way to attorneys and filing for divorce and uh through the power of christ and prayer and uh, a couple of really good books, one of which is uh created for resources created for connection Uh uh-huh Created uh, for connection. The holy tight guide for Christian couples. That's yep, great. Yep. This was sent to us by my youngest daughter, who just married a pastor in Boulder wow. uh, in uh, October of 2019. And I don't hide from my daughters that uh, we were having trouble. And she and Pastor Eric sent us this book for Christmas, and we started reading it. And God, uh, at the forefront, allowed us to rebuild our firewall, and everything that was contentious has been taken away, has literally been washed away by the blood of Christ, everything. And we, uh, I called up the uh, attorney on my side and, and, and said, cancel the divorce. And before I did that, I got down on my knees in this room with Cheryl and brought her uh, a bouquet of uh, roses and uh, asked for forgiveness and told her how much I loved her and how she was the perfect wife, the perfect friend for me, perfect spiritual partner. And so I think we're much like uh, Wendy and Todd, that <laughs> we are really teamed up together. And in this case, yeah. uh our passion is is for Christ, and we're letting that flow through caregiving. I love that, Chuck. I love your heart. I love uh, hearing about you and Cheryl's um, rededication to one another and to Christ mm. through the process. Because yeah. you know, marriage isn't easy, right? It it takes um, work, but when you have um, God at the uh, at the foundation, and it's all about Jesus, then you're able to come together and and solve any thing that may be a, mm. an issue because God covers it all. Yep. So we, we canceled 
our divorce. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome. That that's taking a step of action that uh, is is irreversible, and it just it strengthens and deepens your commitment to Christ and to one another. And that is a good, good word for some who are listening right now and saying, you don't understand my situation, just how bad it is. I don't even know the first step to take towards restoration, much less canceling the potential divorce that I see on the horizon. I think Chuck would say, get on your knees and pray would yeah. be the first step, right? Yeah. yeah, some good quiet time with God, starting on your knees and then going to the Bible. And understand, Cheryl has been... Uh, turned her life over to Christ in 1984. And uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 are her life verses. And so she just celebrated uh, here, uh, I think it was on Palm Sunday, her 30, however many years it is. So these are people that are striving to follow in the footsteps of Jesus desiring to follow in the footstep of Jesus and still running into terrible worldly problems that uh, cancel culture says, well, just just uh, get a divorce, cancel that marriage. And mm -hmm. we're saying to cancel culture, we canceled the divorce. Yeah, I beautiful. love it. Yeah. Don't, you think part, don't you think part of the problem is that when we have various breakthroughs in our life uh, and we've had restoration, we pretty much feel like been there, done that. I guess I'm in good shape now. But what I'm hearing you, I mean, there's there's a process, a lifelong process of becoming holy, going through tough times, being humbled, uh, receiving God's grace to experience a breakthrough, making a commitment to go in the right direction, but that it isn't instant and oftentimes these lessons and these opportunities are repeated. Yeah, I think that's true. But once we canceled the divorce, everything lifted. The cloud of darkness is gone. Oh, that's so a word good. for so somebody good. right now. Yeah. Cancel the divorce, yeah. people. Cancel yeah. it. <laughs> can I can I slide Cheryl in here for a Please. minute? Please so come on, Cheryl. Her? Yeah, I know she she can't hear us, um, but let's. Let's see, beautiful Cheryl. That I could, that yeah, I could. Oh, Cheryl. good. You can share. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's a snapshot pic. That's a photo op right there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the joy, the glee, the relief. Uh, of the canceling divorce. The love. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm crying Praise again. God. I understand. You're going to make me cry. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Listen, oh, my we, goodness. Cheryl, we're inspired by you. We're inspired by Chuck. And the commitment you guys have made, and the uh, man, I'm getting goosebumps, I mean, and I'm a German. I, what in the world here? Those are <laughs> the holy goosebumps. Oh, That's man. right. But see, it, God can restore anything yeah. as long as you have willing hearts. And you two were both willing, and He knew that. And so I just get teary eyed yeah. just seeing you two together. So, but we uh, both if, learned so much through it. We we live on one of the Ozark Mountains, and God keeps giving me these amazing mountaintop experiences, as I call them, huh. and. And maybe God first showed me it. how I couldn't, God had to change him within. I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. It wasn't my responsibility. You're it right. wasn't my job. It wasn't my role. And in fact, um, then the Holy Spirit really showed me that I was hindering in that. Mm. So on the, on, on the Mount, I just, I, and, and I'm going to write another book and I want to talk about these four elements, but haven't written it yet. But, you know, I've always tried to rely on the Lord. Okay, that's a great first step. But until we can relinquish 
everything to the mm-hmm. Lord, regardless of the outcome. And so on the mountain, I relinquished Chuck to the Lord. It didn't matter if we got things right. It was that he needed to get things right with the Lord. And I had to follow the Holy Spirit to be able to step aside because I was getting in the way. That's so good, Cheryl. Oh, my goodness. Can I share a quick analogy of what you you just did? Um, So in our church, they talk about how there's the, like, say, the uh, the victim and then the perpetrator yeah. of a situation, right? And then mm-hmm. we tend to get in the middle of this situation. And yet um, over here is is Jesus wanting to, you know, the Holy Spirit wanting to heal or talk to the person that did the perpetration. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of it. We're trying to, you know, say, okay, this is how you need to do it. And, and this is how you need to receive it. And if we just get out of the way like you did, then the Holy Spirit can have direct dial basically to that person's heart. And so that's exactly the gift you gave to Chuck. And yep. that takes courage. So way to go. Yeah. Way to it, go. Was, it was scary. Um, yeah. He was in Wisconsin. I was down here. I don't think we even had the dog. Yet. I don't think I had even gotten the dog yet. But um, yeah, I just knew that that had to come first. I needed it for me, mm-hmm. but he needed it more. You know, in in terms of me me stepping back, because that allowed me to realign myself more with God's will. Hmm. And then that's when restoration comes. Those are my four R's that God's really revealed. And yeah. Well, it is a word for every single one of us. And, and that is that, you know, it all belongs to God. <clears throat> and if we are just willing to open up our hearts and Release surrender it. everything to him, it's amazing what he is able and willing and wanting to do if we'll just allow him to do that. So it doesn't matter what the situation is, whether it's a problem in the marriage or your finances or your health, relinquishing, surrendering, trusting God because you know how much he loves you. And I think that's the starting point. Yeah. Tap into how much God loves you. That way you'll be able to trust him and you can let go of things. And he sure so, loves you both so much. Yeah. I can And I can just see yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit just shining through you both. And I love that. And how long, real quick, how long have y'all been married? 12. That was a test. Good that going. Was a t- Good going, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, here's to uh, many more 12s to yes. come. Yes. Uh, you know, 12 squared, 12. Yeah. Um, we, we, we just want to bless you and your marriage. Right. And thank you so much for sharing your, your beautiful, mm-hmm. authentic hearts and uh, sharing your story. Because I know the listeners will be blessed today. It's never been stronger. That's that's the biggest thing because um, now I I found a terrific counselor um, who is a Christian man who lives in the area and we worked together for about a year and that allowed me to climb over some hurdles personally that I just needed to step over as well. So we each, God gave us a path to be able to do the individual work that we needed to do. And, yeah. and we're at the yeah. point we've never been happier all, all, Literally that wall. Yeah. Well, perseverance and just really a new replenished heart, um, primarily for the Lord and for each other. And we've just Mm. never, never been stronger. And we thank God for it every day. We rebuilt the firewall. (laughs) There you go. Rebuild the firewall. That's our thing. It was through the power of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Well, you guys are a huge inspiration. And I know there are many good things ahead for each of you uh, as individuals and as a couple. 
because God needs the ragamuffins of life to make a point about how strong and powerful and gracious and loving he is. So thank you for sharing. Chuck, thanks for being so thanks open. Thanks for being on today. the show. Cheryl, thanks for joining in here. You guys just thank have a you. very, thanks, guys. very yeah. God nice bless you. you. God bless you. Wow. Okay. Uh, that was, yeah. you know, you never know how a podcast is going to go. Well, uh, I'm glad it and went the way it did. I, me too. I, I'm, just, I'm hopeful that as, as you've been listening, there are touch points for you uh, so that you can find that place of encouragement and of hope. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was good friends with Chuck many years ago and walked through that time where, uh, where things fell apart for him. And, you know, it could have gone a different direction. You can either really get bitter and sour and resentful. You can get better. Which is always a temptation, or you can get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, with God's help, as you as you heard, uh, there can be a path of restoration and great things ahead, no matter our failures, no matter the mess we've made. So may you be encouraged today and uh, and blessed as you go about your day and strengthened in your faith. Yes, we'll see you on the next time on Your Biggest Breakthrough. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.